see it, I'm a bad sport I don't play soccer, but I shoot and score Never half-hearted, no remorse Can't take a loss, yeah, I'm a bad sport I don't play soccer, but I shoot and score No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect to episode 9 of the Benchwarmers. I am your host, Sean. I am joined by my co-host, Daniel and Storky. How are you, Daniel? Yeah, great. Thanks, Sean. Had a great day and great to be with you guys. Excellent. And how about you, Storky? What's what's going on? Um, Swans had a good win on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. In top four now. I thought maybe we just have a bit of a chat about the Swans rather than the Knights game this week. Yeah, no, mate. We, it, was a, it was a bad game, but we still got to talk about it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Much better. How do you feel, Stalky? I do feel a bit more at home in this than the old Swans jersey, so yeah. Nice. Very good. So how was your day today? Uh, just work day. You know, just the old usual work day, so looking forward to coming here. Yeah, and w- what do you think of our new intro that I uh, I cooked up? I like it. I think it's good, man. Gets Excellent. The, um, get you pumped for the show. A bit, so. bit more pumped. The player's doing a bit of a dance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, shout out to Hooligan Hefts down there in Duneside in Sydney. Um, so what's on tonight's show, Dan? What do you what do you got for us? Well, I've actually got a, a good news story about one of our former players. We, you know, talked about the good work Benzie was doing last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, um, Tamana Tahu is actually working with the University of Newcastle uh, to reduce um, the instances of concussions in mm. rugby league. So, ta- Tamana Tahu doing some good work in retirement. Yeah, big issue in our game at the moment. So, yeah, mm. it's good to see us getting a bit more light put on it. Um, another thing is, you may remember last week I mentioned about the Inverell Hawks, how. Mm. Uh, um, they their jerseys went missing. They were looking for some jerseys, and um, our great Danny Badiris got them some jerseys. Yep. Um, we actually received those jerseys and got to wear them on yeah, the weekend. Excellent. So mm. probably a picture you might be able to see. But um, yeah, very good. Now um, I've I've got a, a a good story and a a bad story. I guess a good friend of the show, Nathan Tull. Um, him and his family were leaving the Sharks game. Um, and unfortunately, his father-in-law, John, was hit by a car. But he was hit by a car in action of saving his granddaughter. Mm. Yeah, um, that is such a hero move. Yes. Um, John was rushed to John Hunter Hospital with a fractured pelvis and torn rotator cuff. Now, I've, I've been told by Nathan that uh, his dad has successfully come out of those surgeries. I think That's he, good. I think he may have went home today. Mm. Um but the Knights, the Knights reached out. They actually sent Pasami Sulo, Josh King and Brody Jones along to the hospital to see John and his granddaughter. Gave him some signed merch, I believe, um, and also some tickets to a corporate box for the, oh, the next nice. home game that John's able to go to, yeah. which is great because, um, like I was saying, John, Johnny's a, founding, a foundation member. Mm. Um, they sit in front of us and he absolutely bleeds red and blue. Oh, so. absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. It doesn't get much bigger than that either, like you said. You know, it's even like pushing someone else out of the way to save them, especially like when he... Uh, mm. door, you know. Exactly, because, oh, you know, awesome. we, we all think about what we do in those situations, but mm. he, he actually yeah. did it. So. And, yeah, so and props. 
And Huge you never, respect. You never know what you would actually do in those situations. Exactly. Until you're in there. Exactly. But we know what the Knights did in the situation against the Roosters. Um, yes. You sure you don't want to talk about the Swans? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really know enough about AFL. You just kick the ball okay. up and down the field, don't you? Well, and not as much as I know about football, but <laughs> I'm willing to give it a go. <laughs> anyway, so so we went down 38-4 to against the Roosters, uh, who had... Not much more possession than we did. Now, th- these stats, um, they're quite surprising. Uh, the Roosters had 53% of possession. We had 47. Both teams had 83% completion rates, uh, mm. 35 of 42. So we both had the exact same amount of ball, yet they actually could do something with it. Um, the the meters, they had us on 1,906 to our 1,570 um, beat us in post-contact meters. Once again, we won the tackle stat. That's no surprise. Uh, we also won the missed tackle stat. And the most meters was uh, from the Knights was Bradman Best on 147. That's crazy. Oh. You look at like so the um, uh, like the first couple of stats you had there. Mm. You see just those stats, you're thinking. That's a pretty close game. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. something around you know the score of 20, 20 to sixteen or something a yeah. bit closer than than yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Not, not what we yeah. saw. Uh, and of course, uh, a very important stat for Newcastle mm-hmm. um, is the the home crowds that we get. Yes. Uh, and thanks to our uh, good mate Manny Crookle, um, our crowds man, uh, he informs us that there was. 22,172 Novocastrians at the Yeah, game. which it didn't feel like that. I no. remember sitting mm. sitting there before the game with yourself, Daniel, yes. and we're sitting there saying, oh, let's let's guess the crowd figures. And I was saying somewhere between seventeen and 18,000, yeah. uh, which which a lot of people online ended up saying that's what they, they thought, um, yeah. Dylan. Yeah, um, it seemed to be the consensus. Yeah, that it was mm. around that. So I'm, I'm quite surprised it was up near 22, especially how quiet it was. Now, I'm, I'm going to start off with, with with a negative because I feel like there's a lot of negatives out of that game. <laughs> oh, there's, there's not yeah. many positives. <laughs> yeah. But it frustrated me because I watched the Roosters game last weekend. Not that this weekend has gone, the one before. One of the main things I took out of that was Sam Walker's floating passes that cuts out about three people on mm. the edges yep. to an open winger. Yep. Now, I sat there. I'm, I'm no coach. Now, I sat there and I went, that's something we've got to address. What was it? Three, four minutes in, something, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. He throws that exact same pass yep. and they score their first try. So, I don't know if they're... Watching something completely different in game tape, I don't know. It seems to be there as well. Yeah. Like game after game. Like yeah. how often are we caught short out on that side? Yeah. Like it's, oh, it's definitely yeah. our problem Always. side. And, yeah. and another uh, thing that got on my nerves as well is, like yourself, I'm mm. no coach and uh, I'm no player either, but Football 101, uh, dive on the ball. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we had the man knock on. Yep, which um, he, all he had to do was, like you said, dive yeah, on the ball. trying to yep. pick it up and go 90 metres or 80 metres. Which, you, which you, you don't need to do, yep. No. And uh, the Chihuahua uh, in goal. 
Yeah. Why would you try and knock the ball over the dead ball line yeah. when you can just mm. ground the ball from the same if, if, if you watch the replay, he looks like he's in two minds. Um, mm. he's, he's diving backwards, obviously, for the ball, and he's kind of got his hands in, in this bucket, yeah. bucket yeah. position, yeah. and he's kind of like, I don't know if I should catch it or if I oh, should yeah. kind of sweep it out. But he just does this hybrid of the two. Mm. Yeah. His elbows hit the ground and the ball just flops out. And, mate, just yeah. like you just, just said, ground just, just ground it. It's the same <laughs> result. I think a lot of it maybe comes down to the desperation. Like, it just wasn't there on the weekend. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, if you've got that driving desperation, you want to win. Mm. You're going to be jumping on, you know, jumping on it everywhere. Like, the ball's on yeah. the ground. See it? Oh, I'm all over it. It yeah. just didn't seem to have that. No. And, and those two incidences were at the start as well. So, it was from yeah. the from Well, that the just made for a, Yeah, it was a yeah. slow start. Like, a terrible start. Like, you look mm. at um, our completion rates. Like, I believe our completion rate was four for seven. Yep. This is in the first 18 minutes, and theirs was 12 for 12. Like, wow. how are you supposed to yeah. get a good start when they are dropping the ball like that? Like yeah. that like, you know? Especially when two of those drops, like we said, led, led to early points. Yeah. Um, now, Dan, h- half-time. What's this, what's this half-time penalty that you were, you were raving on about? Because I missed it in the game. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the half-time penalty. So, we ended up getting a penalty just before half-time, and... And like yourself, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, for, no, I, d- I don't. I don't remember. All I remember if we got ended up getting a penalty, and uh, we kicked it out, and we were f- we ended up being forty meters out from the opposition goal line. You know, a hail mary. You know, the siren had gone. It would have been a hail mary, but mm. we could have at least tried something. Kalen skipped ac- or, or jogged across the field, and just. Ended up taking the tackle. No passing, no no nothing. Yeah. And um, I do remember uh, you, me and yourself just went like that at the same time. That's probably why I don't remember. I was probably just put my hands in my... Um, you know, in like, my yeah, you know, just tried something. to forget about it. <laughs> yeah. um, now, something... Um, Brett Morris is not going to forget about anytime soon is that horrific injury. Mm. Um, mm. It, unfortunately, it's one of the one of the main talking points from the game on yeah. on many reasons. Um, but I feel so sorry for him. Yeah. Because I'm I'm going to come out and say it, but I think he's the best winger that I have ever seen. Um, in the NRL, and I know that's a big call. Yeah, that's a big yeah. call. But uh, if if he's not the best winger, he's he's definitely he's up there. there. Mm. Um, there was a lot of talk through the week of was that situation um, looked after in the right way. He should have had the medicab. He should have yeah. been taken directly mm. from the field. Um, I've been told from, from a source, I don't know how reliable it is, it could be tomato, it could be barbecue, I don't really know. <laughs> um, but I've been told that because he was tackled out of the field of play mm. and his injury was sustained on the outside of the field of play, it's actually against NRL policies for him to then come return to the field and go directly off the other side because he's already yeah. off the field, he has to make his way around. Yeah. Now I, I don't know if if he knew that at the time. Maybe if he knew that at the time, he may have taken the medicab. I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm. Well, I heard online someone said like, this sounds a bit unbelievable. You wouldn't think this would happen, but someone said the medicab wasn't available or something wrong with it. 
Yeah, right. It seems strange yeah. that professional football organisations. Yeah, see, I, I saw a lot of news articles that just said he, yeah. he flat out yeah, refused. He refused. I, I think they need to look at that rule. I, mm. I don't know the rationale behind it, yeah. but the game was stopped. Yeah, well, um, if, if if you're you're a law lawman yourself studying law yeah. there at Newcastle Uni, yes, um, is there is there anything that could you know could there be some law side of it where he can't go back onto the field if he's you know if he if he's walking across the field and he falls over and injures it more, yeah. is there some sort of liability there or like is not, there anything legally that there could be? Not that, that I, not that I'm aware, but there's definitely uh, something legally there if uh, he's got a very serious injury and they make him walk we, all the way around. Yeah, we we know it's a very serious injury and mm. they make him walk all around way around and it makes it worse yeah i love how just then when we were talking about the um the law side dan all of a sudden went into his like <laughs> legal pose the knee came up yeah. the hands on the knee <laughs> well it's funny you mentioned that <laughs> but no. um yeah no it's a bit terrible way to, for a great player to go out like yep. i know yeah. he had an enemy jersey on but mm. that was terrible it actually happened like literally two meters from my seats i'm on the front in the front row yeah and that was like like if it was much closer, I could have like poked him with my yeah. my, my flag. Not that I would have. Like, <laughs> just it was, in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. that close. It was um. But yeah, you see, he was in lots of pain. He yeah. was in oh, lots yeah. of pain, and, and yeah. I'll make the point as well. Like he was at he and the reports were he refused the medicab. Well, why was he allowed to refuse the medicab? Um, mm. You know, we don't allow that with concussion. Yeah. Well, yeah. m- maybe they maybe they see a ruptured ACL because I think they pretty much determined it on the spot that that's what oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe they just see that as limping 150 meters isn't going to kill the bloke. Yeah. So, or, or well, something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny, but when he was oh, not funny, but when he was on the ground in lots of pain, there's some little kid. Sometimes little kids like come down and they'll stand near the fence and then mm. go back up to wherever their parents are seated. Yeah. But this little kid yelling out, get up, you're not hurt. Oh. He just wants a penalty. And I'm like, I'm like, dude. That is so disrespectful. Dude, like yeah. he was only a yeah, little he's, kid. He's so a he, he, he doesn't know. really Like he literally understand. would have only been like maybe like six or seven or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, but um, uh, I remember I mentioned it online. I brought it up on one of mm-hmm. the, um, the night sites online and I um, asked about what to go is when I was leaving the ground, there was an ambulance parked up right. the top um, yes. behind um, basically where you leave the grandstand, yep. Andrew John's grandstand. Um, there was a few people that got back to me with a few different stories. I didn't realize so many people were injured yeah. at the Knights game. That Crazy. old injury sticks getting people in the crowd now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently a gentleman um, had an epileptic, um, how do you say, epileptic Ep- fit? Episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, what do you call it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we hope that he's okay. If you're out there and if you're watching the show, we hope that you're all okay and everything's fine. Mm. Um, there was apparently a gentleman that stayed with him the whole time, a total stranger, yep. who um, like held his head and was calming him down. And that, yeah, so. I heard that that um, gentleman has kids with epilepsy, so oh, he yeah, kind of so knew how to handle it. That was a great thing for him to do yeah, as well. So we hope you're all right, buddy, and yeah. Uh, one of the things I definitely need to address here is our, our, our fifth tackle options. Ugh. Now, uh, yes. um, when Mitchell Pierce is on the field, he's usually the brunt of this fifth tackle option um, saga, I guess. Yeah. Now, he's not on the field and we still have terrible fifth yeah. tackle options. Um, countless times we're seeing players receive the ball 
Blake Green will get the ball on the last tackle and hand it to someone like a, yes. a, a Barnett yep. or someone mm. like that. And you're sitting there thinking, what are you doing? And I, but or, I think it was on steroids on uh, the weekend. It just kept happening. Like, yeah, I think it yeah. was worse on the weekend yeah. than it has been. Yep. Um, you start it, to question whether they realise it's the last tackle. You're like, yeah. you realise it's the last tackle here. What yeah, is, what's he, going on? Even yeah. the golden child, Kalen Ponga, the amount of times he's doing his little skip across field, yeah. And it's almost like he goes, oh, wait, it is the last. I better do something. And he almost kicks it backwards or yeah. he throws, you yeah. know, a, a mediocre pass or something. But the amount of times that's happened since Pierce has been injured is like, oh, oh crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's hard on, to watch. on the other side of that, Dan, the kick pressure. Yes. Um, so we, there was a number of times there where, you know, it was, you know, the last tackle on, and we were defending and, uh, players at marker were just jogging mm. to the kicker. Like. Yep. Yeah. The the only person I saw from the Knights that was putting pressure on their kicker was JSAF. Mm. Jacob Safidi was the only one that I, when he was on the field, that I saw putting pressure on Walker. I think he put mm. a good shot on him. I think it was just before half time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People That's, have just got to aim up. But that mm. um, last tackle option you were talking about, when we didn't have a last tackle option... A lot of the times we were kicking to the side where oh, I don't know his name. The Brewster's number five. Yeah, uh, he's Anthony like seven Tupu. foot eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe not that tall, but he's tall. <laughs> he's about that. <laughs> yeah, if they're kicking the high ball to him, and you've got Toa and Tuala trying to out jump this guy yeah, who's exactly. like almost twice the size of him. And then you've got Musgrove on the other wing, who's I, th- I think he's six foot four. Yeah, like I don't. And understand he was up against that. Ikevalu, which is who I think he's about four foot three. Yeah. And, uh, I don't understand I, I, it. I don't know. Like I was saying, I, I don't know if we're doing game tape. And if we are doing game tape, I think we're doing it wrong. Like, yeah. are, we, are we watching like Blinky Bill or something rather than game tape? Because yeah. I, I, I don't know was, what we're what we're doing. It was just a weird vibe at the game. Like I've, you know, we've all been to heaps and heaps of games. Mm. And like for example, we got smashed by the Titans a few weeks ago. Yes. Oh, yeah. But this felt worse. It did. Wow. Like, and one of did. the really bad things at the game was the fact that. And this never used to happen back in the day. It just gets me a bit... Yeah. The Roosters' chant at times was louder than the Knights' chant. Yeah. And, how, and it was more prominent. And how annoying is it with the drums? Dun, 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 oh, drums. East, I think there was a east. few... I think they're still saying East. Like, you haven't been uh, called East in, like, 100 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> get with the times. But, uh, yeah. I think there was people lining up to put that uh, drum with the sun don't shine. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but... Um, but yeah. that, that was disappointing. I, I tried to get a Newcastle chant, um, started a few times in the in the Andrew John stand. Yeah. and yeah. But that w- never used to happen. Once. No um, one ever came to Newcastle, ever. And out-chanted. And out-chanted us. No. It, it's so, usually us going into en- enemy stadiums and getting a Newcastle chant. Yeah, and we pride ourselves yeah. on doing that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. But, and another thing as well um, is the... Um, Tackles inside the uh, opposition 20. Yep. Uh, so the Roosters had 14 tackles in the Knights 20 and scored 32 points. But the Knights had 32 tackles inside the Roosters 20 and only scored four points. Wow. So, what, what does that say about our attack? That is yes. yeah. absolute shocking. 
You said um, last week that you're still looking for the attack, and I'm I'm still, you know, right. like like I said last week, you know, um, O'Brien's biggest thing is defend, and the attack will come. And like I said last week, I'm still waiting, and here I am a week later, still waiting. Wally, just, Wally is easier to find than our attack these yeah. days. Yeah, like, we, we have just, scored ten points in the last two games. Yeah, we're just offering absolutely nothing. No, gone are those feelings where like you're close to the line, you've got six tackles, and you're like. You know, we're probably going to score here. Yeah. yeah. These days, it's like we've got six. Oh, come on, boys. It's that way you're running sideways. Oh, yeah. Who's got the ball? Give it the ball. It's like, yeah. Go forward, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Exactly. but um, the only shining light, which um is going to be this week's Steel City moment of the week, is the Musgrove try. So that was no surprise because yeah. it's pretty much the only shining light in he's, the whole his game. His first try in the NRL. Mm. Yeah. And he's playing really well. Mm, he like, is. Um, he does everything he's supposed to. Yeah, he made it like he dropped the ball last week or whatever. Maybe he had yep. one or two incidents this week. But he's doing really well. I and and that ball from Ponga, that was one of those. Um, when did Ponga sign for us? 2018. Yeah. And that was mm. one of the things that blew us away was just his bullet from right to left bullet pass. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's produced that again to put Musgrove over for his yeah. first try. That was good. Yeah, so that was our Steel City moment of the week. Excellent, and uh, let's let's go from the best moment of the game to the worst in this week's Darius Award. Okay, this week's Darius Award. Now, you know, I, I just said moment. It wasn't really a moment. It no. wasn't a player. It was the whole Knights team. Yeah. I am giving it to the whole Knights team this week. Um, is there a culture problem in the club? Is is that what we're seeing, or are we just seeing them not trying? Are we seeing a team with no confidence? Is there about thirty factors that I could name? What's well, what's going on? Well, we've been in this position since Brian Smith. Yes. So, you know. With Brian Smith, Rick Stone, Wayne Bennett, and Rick Stone again. Yep. And Nathan Brown and Adam O'Brien. Danny Badiris and yeah. all the, you they know, They can't Christian all Wolf. be yep. bad coaches. No. And they can't all be bad teams. So, you know, what does that tell you? But this week I've heard the Knights are copping so much criticism online. Um, You listen to the radio, like every different radio station's giving it to them. And, like, fairly, you know, rightly so. Yeah. And yeah. realistically, like, I know the boys out there, they're going to be hurting here in this, mm. but they should be. Yeah. Because us yeah. as Knights fans, like, you know, I don't want to go on a big rant, but we're hurting. Well, yeah, exactly. For a long time now, we've been hearing year after year, next, next year, year, next, next year. year. Yep. And we've got the team. Like, exactly. what is going on? There's 22,000 people at games. Yeah. And you're offering that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you uh, it just gets me like, mm. Mm. I, I saw someone mention it today on, um, on Facebook that is this problem coming from the top down? Is the problem in management? Now, I want to make a point. You look at how many owners we've had in the last 10 years. Yeah. In 10 years, we went from who, who were we owned by before Tingler? Was it the NRL or? Was it the members? Or the members? I, 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 I don't, I don't remember. But, but we went from whatever that business model was to being owned by Tinkler, to being owned by the NRL, to being owned by West. Mm. Now, that's a lot of changes in admin. Yeah. It's a lot of changes in coaches, staff, media, everything. 
everything has been changed at least four or five times in the last 10 years. Mm. Is that a problem that needs addressing? We now finally have a solid ownership in West's. Does, does West need to put their hand up and say, we need to do something better? Now, I went down to Penrith um, two weeks ago and I said I was blown away by how well it's ran down there, not just the full price beer, but how well it's ran down there. You go into Panthers across the road, it's huge. And mm. one of the nicest establishments I've ever seen in my life, which is really weird in Penrith. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is they, they had this five-year plan they were in the same position we were in 2016. They were fighting for the wooden spoon with us. Mm. They're now unbeatable two years in a row. Yeah. Where, basically where we were back then, just a couple of runs up the ladder. And their lower yeah. grades are killing it as well. Exactly. So they've, their future's like looking pretty bright. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. do, do we need to take aim at, you know, West or something? Do, do West need to... Oh, need to do I, something. I think front office, you know, it, it all starts in the front office. Yep. But, you know, again, the players have got to buy in. Is there still pride in that jersey, but... Like, well, that's the... That's, that's yeah. the thing. Like, we see Mitchell Pierce kissing kissing the logo and stuff like that. And, look, I, I want to say that that's genuine. Yeah. I want to mm. say he's not just doing well, it I think his the, response in the box last week was, you know... Oh, exactly, the response in the box, the, box, the, the kissing of the logo. I, I think it's there from someone like Mitchell Pierce. You so, can't just have like, you know, half the side with that. Everybody has to... Exactly. It's not just a contract. It's yep. not just your job you get paid to do and then you go home. Yeah. You want to win a premiership. You mm. want to do it for the fans. You want to do it for yourself. Yeah. I want to bring up something that, that Gordy Tallis um, said on Triple M either after the game yeah. or just sometime this week. Yeah. Gordy Tallis said that, um, you know, Newcastle was built on tough football. There may not be a tomorrow, let's get out there and just absolutely smash this team today mm. type mentality. And um, Trent Robinson, he's come up, he's given that speech to the Roosters. Yeah, He's come up and said, this is a town that is proud that love their football, and they could win this game. He basically used our pride against us. Mm. Mm. So they were playing with that Steel City pride, and we weren't. So yeah. I don't know. There, there, there's there's huge issues that I don't think we're going to crack. No, there's nothing we can put our finger on. And like I know myself, and I know you guys. We're diehards. We're not. We're oh. never going to give up on the Knights. Yeah. Nah. And but. You know, you can still say a few things, you know, you can be critical of a few decisions without not being a true fan. Yeah, you know. You know, yeah. if you don't cross that line, there is some people that go into silly territory and yeah. stuff, but yep. you know, we're all Knights fans. Yeah, exactly. Day. Now we we could sit here and um talk for hours about yeah. what we think's going wrong with the club. Yeah. But I think it's time we cross to Lincoln in the Knighted Bar up in Ipswich. Here we are with the Knighted Player of the Week. How you going, mate? How, how are you dealing with that loss? Oh, luckily we had the uh, the long weekend up here for me to yeah another one to recover from that, mate. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> when don't you guys have a long weekend? <laughs> I think we. I think our next four weeks in August. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, it's not bad, mate. It's not bad. I don't think I've worked a full week in six weeks. It's been great. <laughs> Life's good up there in Queensland, hey? Life's good, mate. Life's, Life's good. good. Oh. Yeah, all right. So uh, who's United player this week, buddy? Well, it's not with sort of great enthusiasm. There wasn't sort of a real shining bright light this week. As we all know, it was a pretty dour mm. game. Really hard to kind of pick many positives, but I've had to give it to um, our big off-season off recruit, Tyson Frizzell. Uh, oh, look, Tyson. Tyson led the way with the most tackles um, for all your fantasy nerds. He was actually the highest uh, fantasy point scorer. Yeah, right. Um, look, he had, he had a tough time. I thought he did relatively well shutting down fellow uh, Origin back row Angus Crichton. Mm. He obviously didn't have a lot of uh, support outside of him in Tuala, no. which you boys probably mm. touched on earlier in yeah. this show. I think it was a rough day in the office. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what you boys think, but I, I, I think out of the whole 80 minutes, as hard as it was to rewatch that game, I think yeah. he was the one I sort of had to had to go with ultimately. So his first one, so I'm yeah, give him a Tyson for this. Yeah, no, for this I, round I, I think that's that's well deserved. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for our knighted player of the year, obviously Tyson three points. Uh, Connor Watson picked up two, and Braden Musgrove with his first NRL try picked up one point. So in the top five, we have eight points. Jaden Braley, eight points. Kalen Ponga, seven points. Connor Watson. Five points, Tyson Brazil, and four points, Kurt Mann. So um, she's getting a bit tight there on the old leaderboard. Now uh, let's um, let's jump into the knighted news this week. Well, as always, boys, it wouldn't be a nice podcast that touching on a, on an injury. Um, yeah. As, as we're aware, Blake Green's come off the field late in the second half after copping a late hit from mm. uh, the winger, Matt Kavalu. Um, yeah, look, it, it's, it, it seems pretty obvious that he's probably got fractured ribs. Uh, yeah. I know Adam O'Brien, during the presser, so I said you could sort of physical, physically sort of see um, yeah. some, de- some deformity there. So mm. not a compound, nothing sticking out, luckily for Blake, but... Yeah. Uh, look, no punctured um, lungs. Surprisingly, they, they think between three to five week recovery, which I thought was um, pretty crazy, given that that injury. I, I yeah. would have thought it would have been a bit bit longer for for that sort of injury. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I was that's... I was reading somewhere that ribs are usually you know four to six, so that's mm. probably They're probably not, about right. Not fun to break. No. Now, um, again, speaking of injuries, now old uh, old fan favourite Nathan Ross. Mm. He, um, had some choice words to say um, in a recent interview he gave uh, regarding our uh, old, old um, coach, Nathan Brown, and high-performance and medical manager, Tony Ayoub. Now, Rossi, um, you know, to sort of paraphrase, sort of feels like he was um, misdiagnosed and certainly um, had a bit of a botched, perhaps, rehab that, yep. that forced him to sort of medically retire. We, we all know he sort of had a, some groin and pelvic injuries Cloud, uh, that yep. forced him to medically re- retire in 2018. So um, now Rossi's back playing. I think a bit of park footy is he down yeah, there? Curry Bulldogs. I'm I'm fairly certain he's injured. Well, he did get injured, so I don't know if he's still injured. But um, yeah, he's he's playing for the Curry Bulldogs. So yeah, good good on him. Hopefully, you know, wish him all the best. Sort of mm. don't know if much more will come out about this. It's sort of a bit of a yeah. It's sticky, one of those ones where, sort of won that one. Yeah, it could be like the McManus thing where it kind of just sticks around for a while. We'll yes. see. Mm. Now on the, on the subject of outside backs, um, Katoni Staggs 
Now, we all know he's uh, mm. certainly hot property at the moment. He's off contract yep. with a 22-year-old centre-up here at the Broncos. Um, now, make of it what you will. Um, James Super on NRL 360 did say that the Knights, and I quote, was a smoky and yep. perhaps luring um, Katoni away from the Broncos. Um, now, Katoni actually grew up in Wellington. So he's right. kind of in our neck of the woods. He's not actually from up here. He's a New South yep. Welshman. So you never know. Look, he might have a lot of family. Um, still down in that area, Newcastle's the, the next closest option. It's yep. Certainly a lot closer than Brisbane is. So, hey, it's rugby league. Stranger things have happened. He has come out saying he does want to stay at the Broncos, but that mm. doesn't mean much these days, really, does it? So, no, exactly. Um, so, speaking of Brisbane, now the um, ARL Commission, as of today, have taken expressions of interest for the 17th NRL club. Right. Okay. So, there are certainly three. Three front runners uh, for this, all all Southeast Queensland based. Now, they the Brisbane Jets, the Redcliffe Dolphins, and the Brisbane Firehawks. So to give mm. you guys a bit of a rundown, because I actually do a little bit of work for the Ipswich Jets, who are who are kind of tied into that Brisbane Jets. Brisbane. Yep. So they sort of combine, join forces with that Brisbane Bombers bid. You guys will probably remember that, yeah. yep. uh, the Western Corridor bid. I actually had the uh, I actually bumped into the, the Jets chairman who has been spearheading that Western Corridor bid for over a decade back with Artie Beeson. Mm, Um, I had a really good chat with him. Um, And so I'm, yeah, very confident that the NRL perhaps will sort of swing that way. Yeah, like for a lot of you guys who probably aren't up here, um, look, Redcliffe's just a pain in the ass to get to. I know they're probably going to be playing a bit out of Suncorp, but Ipswich really is the... um, it kind of is a lot like Newcastle. We're just not near the ocean. Um, yeah. You know, like Sydney hates Newey, Brisbane hates Ipswich. So yep. I'd love to see a, a team down here. We know there's a bit of a connection there with Newcastle. There's that a uh, bit of a partnership going on between the Jets yep. and the Knights now. So um, I'd love to see that come through. But yeah, the Dolphins, another really strong bid. Um, believe it or not, if the Dolphins were to come in today, they're actually the richest rugby league club. Wow. Oh. They have they have twice as much money than the Brisbane Broncos. That's insane. Yeah. So you can see why uh, the Western Corridor and the Brisbane Bombers sort of joined forces because that that bit is so formidable financially. Mm. Um, that's why they've that. had to go down that route. I didn't mind that name, the Bombers. Like I'm not a big on the Firehawks name. It, just, it sounds weird. It sounds uh, like a netball team or something. Bombers just reminds me of an AFL, like well, there AFL. Is an yeah. AFL. Yeah. But then yeah. the Jets, you know, I know. Forgive me, Link, but living down in Newcastle, the Jets reminds me of Newcastle Jets. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you know, both guess, both they, both towns do have a RAF base, so it yeah. works. And I guess a team makes their name as well once they start playing. Yeah. You know, they just get synonymous with that name. All hmm. the Newtown Jets. Don't forget them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, um, and that leads us into now. Look, we all know the Knights have sort of been in the news of late for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all expecting a bit of a bit of maybe a shake-up in the team this week. Sort of leads me to touch on um, off-contracted players. And I'd like to sort of get your guys' opinion on yep. a must-keep and a not-so-much-keep. Okay. Um, so I'll run through a list here of off-contracted players at the moment that we have. So... Phoenix Crossland, uh, Lockie Fitz, Blake Green, Tex Hoy, Heimel Hunt, Jack Johns, Brody Jones, Josh King, Edric Lee, Kurt Mann, Chris Randall, Anari Tuwala, and Connor Watson. 
are our wow, off-contracted that's, players. That's a lot big of players. list. That is a that's big a lot list. Of it is the big money, list. But, yeah. yeah. You know, straight away, um, Connor Watson screams out at me. Yeah, same. Um, he's someone that we're, we've, we've got to keep Connor. Um, Just you know, that energy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, for mine, I keep Con- Connor and I kind of show the door to a Chihuahua. Yeah, if we can um, have a player, yeah, maybe buy a player or something to especially our, you know if you know stags if that was to work out stags mm. in Chihuahua out yeah yeah and and going on from that I think we definitely you know as much as I love Josh King if I had to pick one player we we really need to keep is Heimel Hunt just because yeah. we lack yeah. the yeah uh, depth in the backs and. Yeah, I think Kingy would be was still. Choice. I think Kingy would still be there, like because yeah. I don't think his yeah. contract would be a lot, and he does bleed red and blue. I think mm, he just exactly. wants to play for the Knights, which you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, earlier. I'm fairly certain he's doing an apprenticeship in. You know, I think he's an electrician or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, he's happy to just be playing football, and whether that's yeah. part time for the Knights or full time, I, I think he's happy. Yeah. And um, I think, like you're you're touching on earlier, Link. I, I don't think there'd be too many clubs knocking on Kingy's door. Yeah, but who do you think, Link? Who would you um? Who would you be your top priority to sign and um, maybe you know show the door? Go? Yeah, I think I think it's as far as potential. Um, I know uh, there was a there was an article that came out and his numbers were awesome. Was Connor Watson? I think strength wise and all that, he, he just blew him off the chart like mm. pound for pound. He was unreal. So I think. Potential-wise, and, and certainly for keeping KP, I don't think you'd want to separate those two guys. No. But I really do see a big future with Connor in that that lock position. I really yep. think that's his to keep. So I'd absolutely like to keep Connor at the club, yeah, for certain. Absolutely. That's a great point too where you made um, about keeping keeping Ponga. I think that is a big key to keeping yeah, Ponga as definitely. well. Because then Connor, uh, KP's got to find a, a new housemate yeah. and that they're could like just the, get ugly. And they're like legit best mates or something, don't they? So, yeah. Mm. yeah. But boys, that's it this week. Um, let's hope we can get a win in Wagga. I know my uh, brother Kurt. Shout out to him. We've seen that notorious <laughs> video of Kurt. So oh, we'll be watching mate, the game. He, he is not going to take week. a loss too well. So yeah, no, he's not. So uh, get get that up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for that. We will catch you next week. Will do, boys. Catch you then. Another brilliant Knighted News segment from Lincoln this week. Thank you very much, Lincoln. All right, um, we play the Raiders this week in Wagga Wagga at McDonald's Park. McDonald's Park, boys. Maybe we should change it to McDonald Jones Park for the week. Yes, I thought you were going to say McDonald Jones then. Because then we might have the home field advantage, even though it's not our home field. It's in Wagga, but we could claim it. We need every advantage we can get at the moment. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's have a look at the team list this week. At fullback, Kalen Ponga. On the wing, Braden Musgrove and Heimel Hunt is back. Yeah. I think that's that's yeah. brilliant to see Heimel back. Yep. Centers, Chihuahua and Best. 
Um, in the halves, we have Kurt Mann at 5'8", and Phoenix Crossland has come into the side at halfback. I am okay. very excited yes. to see a yeah. uh, good mate of the show, Phoenix Crossland. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's kind of just being used at the moment as a, as a Mr. Fix-It. He's never really... Uh, Stopgap. Yeah. yeah, he's just been a bit of a stopgap, but this time it's here you go, son, starting in your preferred, uh, preferred position. I'm glad he got picked out because remember there was like a bit of a debate whether it would be Tex or, um, yeah. or Phoenix. I'm glad they went yeah. for Phoenix. And Without being too critical of Tex, I sat yeah, there and player, I, I, yeah. I watched the New South Wales Cup and I yeah. thought he was a bit ordinary. Yeah, well, um, I agree. I think yeah. he played 5-8 and, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was a bit off. Mm. Now, in, in the front row, we have David Clemmer and Daniel Safidi. David Clemmer is one of the players, yeah. in my eyes, that really needs to step up. I, yes. think, I think last week we even mentioned that... Um, he's not playing to the best of his ability and we mm. we feel like he could lift his game and it's it's definitely the same this week. I think you mentioned um, when we were talking the other day, like off, off air, um, about how long until we see possibly both, you know, DSAF and JSAF start and maybe... Yeah, you know, I, I would, I would love to see JSAF get a start. Yeah. I, mm. I think, you know, Clem does need to lift, lift his game. Otherwise, that is a definite possibility. Exactly. Mm. Jaden Braley, our ever-courageous captain at Hooker. Um, Tyson Frizzell and Mitch Barnett in the second row. No surprise there, although Barney was a bit um, bit off last week. Yeah. Um, there was a lot, of, a lot of those those tackles where, well, you wouldn't really call them a tackle, where he comes yeah. sprinting yeah, out of the line the... and then kind of just throws an arm out because oh. he's, he's come out at 450 kilometres yeah. now, which I admire. Um, the speed of trying to get to a play, but when mm. you're just charging like that, all they have yeah. to do is do the slightest step or change of pace. You miss on a fast back, that's created a hole. That exactly right. Yeah. Connor Watson at 13. Um, Sue, Jacob Safidi, Brody Jones, and Pasami Sulo in the interchange. Now, I thought uh, Sulo had a good game yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. He didn't he, really have a, a foot wrong. I, I think... Uh, oh, sorry, you were talking about Sulo. Su- yes. I was, I was about to say uh, Sue right. uh, has uh, been a good buy for us. I yeah, I, I, I was saying mm. to... I can't remember who I was saying it to. I might have been saying it to one of you boys during the week that mm. I think he's been our quiet achiever of the year. Mm. He may be yeah. our best buy. Yes. Yeah, like, kind of... Um, I know people probably disagree with me here, but kind of like SASA. I always thought SASA yeah. Yeah. did the yeah. job, but you never really heard much about him. Exactly. Uh, it was good to see him um, play on the weekend. I think that's the first time I've really noticed him play for the Titans. Uh, I could have been his Titans debut. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure about that. I'm not but, sure, but yeah. it, it, was, it was good. He, he played quite well. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I just want to say about Pasami, and then um, I don't know if, if this is something they will address in... Game match review if if they actually do it. Mm. Um, there was quite a lot of times there where he almost didn't play the ball square. I don't know if anyone else <laughs> picked up on that. it, but he was almost at forty five degrees yeah. when he played the ball, and he did it maybe four or five times. And I feel like if we get a ref that's watched the game tape or something that knows this is what he, I, I think he yeah. could give away a couple of penalties. Yeah, I didn't it's, notice that. I possibly didn't see it through the tears. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the game. Yeah. yeah, through the, you know, yeah. <laughs> through yeah. the hands. And Lockie Fitz has been named as 18th man. I would not be surprised if somehow he makes his way into the 17. Yeah. I um, think everyone kind of wants him to. Everyone's kind of expecting it and wanting him to get a go. But who do you drop? Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe yeah, Solo. Yeah, or... Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, no disrespect to Lockie uh, or Fitzy, but 
I think he'd want to play better than he did in reserve grade last week. Yeah, he just looked um, he looked a bit lost. Yeah, he didn't really do much. But, yeah, may- uh, maybe it's because he hasn't really been training with that team through the preseason. Yeah, or, the or, lack or of whatever fitness. lack of yeah, but something was very very off yeah. about Lockie Fitz. It's gonna be an interesting game though, because like I know we're desperate for the win yep like you know we came out and won our first two and we've had like one from six yep oh i is... bought my grand final tickets <laughs> by then so if, if anyone needs uh, some grand final tickets i'm, I'm selling a few yeah. preferably <laughs> panthers fans you might want to i want to jump on that just a hint there but anyway yeah. um yeah and the raiders they've lost their last four so i didn't realize the raiders have been trouble mm. so bad like yeah they mm. but um so they're going to be desperate for a win they don't they don't want yeah. to do five losses in a row and a lot of people are writing us off on the um mm. i listened to um talking sport and they were say, talking about the raiders and they said basically if the raiders don't win this week they're in big troubles mm. and yeah. i was like oh seriously writing us off <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it's it's a must win for both teams and and you can't really pick the competition here no yeah, we we're, we're saying that in um before round one, when we were doing our ladder prediction, that we yeah. we couldn't predict the year, and I think it'd be very interesting um, in a few weeks or um, whenever we decide to do our ladder review. Yeah, up after oh. round ten, we're going to have a bit of an extended show, and we're going to review our predicted ladder at the yeah. 10, 10 round mark and yes. see how far off we are. Yeah. And now the key matchup for this yep. week. You've taken it off, Maddie, yes. which is which is good. You've you've yeah. taken the captain's hat on this one. You yes, yeah. I, I, I've stripped the ball and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. At least you haven't uh, stripped the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We won't we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, but no, the key matchup for this week is uh Daniel Sarfini and um uh, Papali. Yeah. I I forgot his First name, then I I had a mind blank. Yeah, well, that's um, it was Josh. Of, Josh, Josh, yes, yeah. but it, it was out of no, because did they both play Origin last year? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. There was COVID. There was things happening. I don't remember yeah. Origin. But they well, they were both uh, Origin players at one point. Let's exactly. Put it that way. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't follow the Raiders a lot, but um. His form's been down a little bit too. Yeah, he was he was dropped last week. I'm oh, pretty sure. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't play last week. His form was dropped, so he's going to come out and want to have a big game. I would hope that Daniel Safidi is coming out and mm. wanting to have a big game after yeah. that that game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it could be a good matchup. Oh, you guys are actually that. going up. These guys are traveling up to Wagga. Yes. Yes. Old, um, how long is it? Eight hour car trip or something? Is it? It's yeah. um, it's just under a seven hour drive. I think I'll you know stop, revive, survive. Yeah, um, that's always a good thing to do. So I, I think it will take us about eight. Myself, yeah. Daniel, and uh, Adrian. I'm I'm driving the bench warmer bus. Yeah, yes. I've got um, family commitments. Otherwise, I would have yeah. been there. With yeah, yeah, would get um, get a good the, time. Uh, get the playlist out. And mm. That's gonna be an interesting yeah. playlist. All three. Of you guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna get my favorite um, Backstreet Boys, maybe yeah. a bit of Britney Spears, yeah. some, something like that. Get the Eagles going. Backstreet's back. Yes, you know the one. I know all of them. <laughs> Highway to Hell. <laughs> I haven't heard the Backstreet Boys do that one, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, um, no, it's a good cover. Yeah, good cover. <laughs> something a little different. Mm. Now, talking something a little different, um, Storky Stuff this week. Here it is, Storky Stuff. G'day Knights fans, so this week on Stalky Stuff, uh, I put out a post. I was interested to see 
those family dilemmas, those mm. those uh, family rivalries. Yeah, mm. when you've got um, uh, an enemy in the mist, when you're a Knights fan and maybe your brother, sister, yep. partner are supporting another team. Yeah, so, well, I, I I grew up with you know parents on either side, one a Knights fan, one a Parramatta uh, fan. So. Oh, there you go. That would mm. be interesting. So yeah, I've um uh, went out to social media, uh, put the post out, and I was actually surprised at how many people. Uh, got back to us and regarding having that issue in yep. their household. Um, so I'm just going to go through and read out some of the people's names and um, some of the little stories and things they've told. Let's go. Yeah. So Let's the first it. lady um, uh, is Lisa Gay. I think I've said that. If I you say anybody's names wrong, I apologize in advance. Yep. But um, Lisa, yeah, she's a big fan of the show. Yeah, I've yeah, noticed yeah. her mention uh, a few her, times. Her name pops up all the time. Yeah, Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, she said that when she first met her partner, um, she was shocked to find out he was a Broncos fan. Yeah. Especially I'm surprised she didn't leave him like, yeah, right well, away. Considering he was from Tasmania, she said. So <laughs> it's strange it was a Broncos well, fan. You know, I'm not surprised. Yeah. They are a bit lost, those Broncos fans. Yeah, but yeah. Um, she said they love to decorate the house. Um, you know, during like before games, decorate the lounge room, mm. have some Broncos and night stuff when they play each other and um, go to the games together. There's a couple of photos that she sent in um, that shows that. Um, uh, another fan's name was Lee Gilbert. She said that her hubby and son are Rooster supporters. Ooh. Uh, wow. Yeah. So they would have had a nice weekend. Yeah, they would have enjoyed the weekend. Not so much Lee. But, no. Um, she said over the years, it's been a fun household when they play each other. Um, uh, she did mention that one of the highlights was the 2019 game when the Knights won 38 to 12, <laughs> yes, the old uh, Pierce the old, kiss in the jersey. Yep. Yep. That would have been good. I'll definitely be holding on to that if I was you because, mm. yeah, we haven't gone too well against the old chickens <laughs> <No>. <laughs> after that. But, uh, yeah, so moving on to another comment. Um, Edward Heatier. Not sure how to say that, but sorry. Um, uh, says his wife is a Dragons fan. And there's mm. always bad blood there before a game. Yep. Um, be. yep. He said his brother is also, and I quote, a Penrith Panties fan. <laughs> and he is looking forward to the day the Panthers get their knickers pulled down. So, mm. so yeah. I Maybe think, a while. Uh, yeah, it could uh. be a while. We were just saying that, um, yeah, they've got a pretty bright future. So another one is um, uh, someone we all know. Um, Kylie Smith. Um, yes. We all know her and her husband, Dean, mm-hmm. from um, the Nighttime Podcast. Um, Kylie's a huge Panthers fan, which Massive we all know. Massive Panthers fan. Every yep. game, you see her like there repping. doesn't even matter if the Panthers are playing. You see her repping, <laughs> yeah. uh, repping the Panthers jersey. So um, I wouldn't be surprised soon. Maybe she has her own Panthers podcast. Yep. Keep an eye out for that one. Um, actually, they, I believe, recently made a bet or something um, when the Knights played the the Panthers. Yeah. Mm. I did lost. see a profile picture of poor old Dean in yeah, a Panthers jersey. Yeah, had his Panthers jersey But it kind on, of so. suit him a little bit, which is... Oh, it was black. I know <laughs> Dean. You like black. He's so. a fan of black, yep. But um, no, that would have been a nice surprise when he could have taken that off. Mm. So um, Another one um, is actually Kenny. From Kenny, s- from yes. the same show. His wife has actually got into us and said, although her and Kenny are uh, both Knights fans... Her favourite player is Jonathan Thurston. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, Jackie. So maybe little Kalen could have been a little Jonathan. Yeah, possibly. Oh, that would have but, been um, that would been interesting. But that would have been interesting when they played the Cowboys too, because it's like, you know, it's like yeah, almost like Paula playing for Origin, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Oh, yeah, weird. exactly. Now I just want to give a shout out to Jackie. Um, the, her post keeping us all informed on how little Kalen's going. Yeah, mm. it's it's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. 
Yeah, it is good seeing those mm. posts. Uh, moving on, another one um, is a lady named Samantha Kofi. Um, uh, she was a diehard, diehard Titans fan um, yeah. until she married her wife and um, made a deal to support the Knights. Um, yeah, because her wife's obviously a Knights fan, so she yep. um, switched teams. Well done. And, but the, the deal was, um, she's written down, that um, her wife had to support Queensland. Oh, um, mm. And needless to say, um, you know what? I'd I'd take that. Yeah, I'd well, I'd, I'd, I'd take the Knights yeah. over New South Wales. Like, yeah, yeah I, I'd do it. She also went on to say, but that that's uh, part of the bargain hasn't really been um, held up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, typical Knights fan. They yeah. need to get it in a in writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> old lawyer Dan over yeah, here is already con- He's gone talking contracts. His lawyer stance again. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to the next one. Um, was a Kelly Cunliffe. Um, her dad's a Warriors fan, and um, she says said game days can be quite intense. She sent a photo mm. in of her and her dad at a game. Um, uh, Maddie Consella, um, partner and son, um, uh, go for the Dragons. Seems to be a few people going for the Dragons. Yeah, we were, we were saying yeah. that. Um, I think that might have been our first episode. We were saying that we're yeah. surprised at how many of our friends and family are Dragon Dragons supporters. Fans. They're popping yeah. up everywhere. Old clubs, and so maybe that's got yeah, something to do yeah. it. Um, he said it gets pretty full on. He's actually lost $25 to his son on the last game that we, that we lost against Son will be and, loving um, it. He's still hearing about it, he said. So a couple of weeks <laughs> later, he's still uh, still copping that one. So good luck with that one, Matty. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully next time. We don't play them again this season. So I don't which know. Is strange. No, I had a look yeah, at that. Yeah, well, the, the so, young fella would be hoping so, so he could double his money. Yeah. You mind yeah. the way we're going. Yeah, well, they're falling off a bit to the drags, but anyway. Mm, yeah. um, uh, Carter Holland um, said her dad is a Dragons fan. There you go, another Dragons fan. Um, and they basically always each give each other crap before the game, which mm-hmm. would be you know, a fun thing to do. Um, uh, Jess Weddo says she is a Knights fan, but a partner and 19-year-old son are Tigers fans. Um, a 15-year-old is a Bulldogs fan. Um, but a nine-year-old is a Knights fan, so she's she's going the right way. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a mix in the same house. So it'd be a lot of fun in that household during the footy season. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, basically um, the next one, Alex Bridge, um, a good one. He says her four-year-old son is a Raiders fan, which we've got a photo of, mm. which is interesting because the rest of the family's Knights fans. So okay. everybody mm. in the family, from what I've, if I'm reading it correctly, is a Knights fan. The little four-year-old. I would. He's, uh, his favorite color must be green. He yeah, must. He must maybe. be choosing. <laughs> um, you know, maybe favorite color. Yeah. Well, or she, something. she posted a video and the little fella, and he's there doing the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, right. But, okay. Um, I just got a still um, picture of that, which is um, up here now. You can probably see. Um, and the last one was um, uh, Susan Ross, Suzanne Ross. Um, her daughter is Parramatta and her son-in-law is the Roosters. So mm. I apologize if I've missed anyone out there because I know there was a couple more that were on there that yeah, I may have actually missed. Yeah, 30,000. Yeah, but good. I don't want to, you know, make stalky stuff, go for a, you know, 40-minute show. Yeah, maybe <laughs> spin-off, spin-off series. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just always found that interesting because like growing up, everyone in my family were Knights fans. Like Dab's a Knights fan, mm. brothers are Knights fans, I'm a Knights fan. Now, now... My wife, Christy, she's a Knights fan. My kids, no, not yep. by choice, but they're Knights fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll change when they get older. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, mm. so you said earlier you had a Dragons fan in the family. So. Mm. Yep, the in-laws yeah. are both Dragons um, yeah, supporters and they gave it to me after the last one. So. Yeah, I just always found it an interesting dynamic. So I thought I'd just touch on that this week. So something a little bit different. Something a little bit different. Uh, Thank you yeah. very much, Storky. <laughs> not a problem. Talking about touching, it's time for my ball bag. 
That's right, it's that time of the week again where we jump into my ball bag, mail bag, trash bag, whatever you want to call this bag of questions from our Actually, from our fans. Sean, just before we get into the ball bag this week, which I'm very excited about, as mm-hmm. I am every week, um, I just wanted to, it's been brought to my attention that um, Carter Holland in my last Stalky Stuff segment, I accidentally wrote down her when it's a him. Yes. It's a guy. So I apologize for that, Carter. Um, as there was lots of uh, to go through and it was just a... Uh, a mistype there, so... Yeah, yeah. It, it happens. We all make mistakes. Mm. I've probably already made 30 on this this show alone. Just look at the positives. You've got two shout-outs now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In two segments. Exactly right. Now, let, let's start off with uh, one of our most loyal listeners, viewers, whatever you yes. want to call them, fans. Fans, maybe. David Cook, who's been there since day one. I would say yeah, he's, he's very OG. Yeah, very yeah. loyal. Yep. Seeing, seeing as Pierce may only play on until the end of next year... Who do you see our long-term halves partners will be? Um, now, I, I, I think Pierce, he's signed a contract extension, a one-year contract extension that will take him till the end of next year. Um, I feel like he's just going to keep getting those. And if yeah. he is serious about wanting to play at Newcastle, he'll take that one year. We might even offer him two if he plays well next year and coming back from injury this year. Um, so I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, and I'm just going to say that Mitchell Pierce will be in the halves for the next next few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Clifford coming, so I'm hoping that um, that Clifford can can be that number six that we've been asking for. Man's contract ex, um, is expires at the end of this year. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one whether they... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if, if that gets renewed because, you know, we're, we've got Connor Watson who's playing yeah. that, that lock role. Do we really need... You know, Connor Watson at 13 yeah. and... Like, you know, a, yeah, a, man's a, a great player, but yeah, yeah it's a good point. And, yeah, or do, and, do you move him into the centres? And, and Kurt's also got his mum in Queensland. Yeah, yeah, and, which we, we, we don't know the full story yeah, on that one. That so was, that can play a role as well. I think yeah. a lot of it might come down to, especially the Pierce re-signing, depending on where we finish. Like, if mm. we finish really low, like, even when Pierce comes back and we're not winning games even with him in the side, yep. it might get to the point they think, nah, let's just try something new. Let's chuck yeah. in... Crossland and you know Clifford in there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Where if we're winning, I, we'll probably yeah. stick I, with Pierce. I think the plan long term to answer the question. I think the plan long term would have been Crossland and Hoy, mm. but given what we've seen this year, I'm not sure whether that's a yeah. viable long term plan. Yeah, I'm not sure well, either. Clifford has to. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Now here, here's another interesting question, um, Mitch Williams. Do you see Ponga moving back into the halves anytime soon? Well, that sort of flows on from the previous question. Mm. Um, the If we don't move Ponga into the halves, I yep. think we're going to lose Tex Hoy. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be another meanie situation. Yeah. Um, so I think he will move there eventually, mm. but... Whether it's any time soon. I'll tell you what, um, the young kid playing um, in reserve grade, fullback in reserve grade, Mm. I feel he's one of the standouts in that reserve grade team. Um, And then you've also look at, we've got young Bailey Hodgson. Yeah. Um, He's also a a, a fullback. And the Knights touted him as... um, you know, just as good as Kalen Ponger at that age. Yeah, they wouldn't have brought him all the way over from the UK just to have him exactly. sit there, not get a run, and then possibly yeah. get yep. poached by another team. Yeah, exactly. and, and so, as far as I know, he's in, he's in the top 30. As yeah. far as I know, he's in the top 30 squad. Yeah. So that already shows that the Knights yeah. 
are keeping a very close mm-hmm. eye on him. So you never know. He he could eventuate into our fullback. Yeah. Um, and that allows Kalen yeah. to go, go into know, a halves. I know position. we had the Kalen, you know, at um, you know, halves. You know, we've already had that experiment. Yeah. But it's different coach. Yeah. Different um, structure, you know, things now. We also so have to remember know. that I, I think that was Kalen's second year. Uh, yeah, with us, I think it was, yeah. Um, which was kind of his first full-time year in, in first grade. He'd played a handful of games for the Cowboys, but, you know, that's kind of that second-year syndrome. So he's in that second-year syndrome, so to speak, and we've chucked him into a completely different position. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all open to seeing how he goes um, in, in the current lineup in that position. I don't see why not. Well, if we're not winning, there's why yeah, not? Yeah, well, I'm exactly. going to try something. Exactly. Andrew McDonald, was it a mistake that we hired Seabold as assistant coach? He has clearly brought his Brisbane shit with him. Um, now, I just want to straight off the bat say he's not an assistant coach. Yeah. I don't know why there's so many people out there in Nightland that see him as an assistant coach. Mm. He is in an advisory role. So he basically just, um, you know, we're, we've spoken to him quite a lot. Um, we were going to have him on the show earlier in the year. Mm. Um, he spends two days a week up in Newcastle and then on game day. Yeah. So he, he's literally there just to offer a bit of advice. So, no, I, I, I can't see why people out there are just saying that Whatever has happening at the Knights is because of Seabold. Like obviously people, he's yeah. just the pincushion yeah. that everyone wants. People to are looking for someone moment. to blame. And yeah, he's an easy one because of his history with the Broncos. Like, yeah, it's and, I don't know. And assistant coaches, you know, aren't as powerful as the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, yeah he definitely doesn't have as much input. No, no. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna call this next person potentially our biggest fan. Um, I don't want to have a competition out there between fans, and if there is, it's going to be a UFC style. Yeah. Yep. If anyone yeah. critiques our show, they're not a real Benchy fan. No, exactly. <laughs> You're allowed to critique us. Go for it. Uh, so, Blake O'Connor, am I the only one that was a bit happy about Green being injured? I think that's a bit tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, no one's happy that he got injured. It's <laughs> yeah. not like he gets injured and like, yes, he's in pain. Like, you know, I don't think... Uh, he, well, I'm gathering he didn't mean it that way. He seems like a good bloke. So yeah, I don't think it was... I think he more meant that maybe someone else... We've got an opportunity now yeah. to put someone else yeah, in. Yeah, that he's excited about the prospect of someone else coming yeah. in. Like Phoenix Crossland, Yeah, for exactly. And it, just um, a lot of the questions today seem we're all revolving around our halves. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is uh, that a problem out there? Is our halves? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be perfect. No problems at all. Um but yeah, no, I think it's, um, I still think, and I, I said this online and funnily enough, a lot of people agreed with me, but there was a couple of laugh emojis as well. Hate those laugh emojis. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know if they're laughing with you or at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so confusing. At, at um, least the angry emoji is clear. Yeah, that's yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I said that Green hasn't been playing the best. Everyone mm, knows that. Yep. I've said that. Everyone, Everyone knows that. Everyone said that. But a part of me still has a glimmer of hope that a Pierce-Green combination is still going to work. So I'm still looking forward to possibly seeing that. Um, but yeah, the fact that he isn't there, I'm all for giving Phoenix a go. Um, mm. Like we said earlier, I don't think Phoenix has been given that opportunity. Like he's played like yeah. a couple of games. 
but and he's played well in some, you know, not so well in maybe a couple of others. Um, I think he really needs to inject himself into the game. Yeah. Um, and really like, come on, boys, you know, let's go. Yeah. Well, mm. earlier in the year, um, we when we had our interview with with Phoenix. And I went looking for match tapes and stuff like that to put in the little promo before it. Mm. Um, Phoenix, in the lower grades and stuff like that, he took control of the game. So, in those games that we're talking about where he's come in and he's kind of just been that band-aid for that yeah. one game, a lot of the times it's been in the number six mm. jersey. Yeah. So, I'm really excited to see him take the reins in the number seven and see what he can do because... The Knights were, you know, talking up Phoenix throughout his whole um, journey yeah. through mm. through the juniors. So yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, and sorry, mm. I'm not. Was he named at six or seven this week? Seven, seven. Okay, yeah. So man yeah. at six and Phoenix at seven. Just, yeah. Mm, okay. yep. Anyway, that is everything for us. We um. I guess we don't know what else to talk about, so that's it. We won't talk about anything else. Yep. We could talk about, you know, what's wrong with the Knights for another 40 minutes, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, people don't want to be <laughs> no, depressed like, like I said, we're all, you know, we're all Knights fans. It's tough times. We're all feeling it. Yep. But come on, let's support right. each other. Let's get out there this weekend. If it's a pretty long drive, if you can't <laughs> yeah. get out there, be like me and we watch it on TV and, yeah, cheer from your home and let's try and yep. get the boys home. And if you are making the, the trip to Wagga, whether you live at Wagga, you live in Canberra, you live somewhere close or you're doing the long trip like we are, let's maybe all get together somewhere for lunch, get to the game and cheer on the boys. And drive safe. And drive yes. safe, exactly. Don't just have a good night, have a Newcastle night. Like brothers in arms, we're more than team and the heart of a say we wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue till the end we will fight sing along live the Newcastle Knights long live the Newcastle Knights long live the Newcastle Knights for the red and the blue till the end we will fight singing long live the Newcastle Knights